My Wake Up Show, Chad Allen and Hannah, so excited for December 9th. The Bicentennial Center, Jeff Foxworthy, Larry the Cable Guy, the We've Been Thinking Tour coming to town. Jeff Foxworthy on the phone with us. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. How are you? Good. I'm really excited to hear what you're thinking. I'm a little nervous to hear what Larry's thinking. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and, and well, you should be. Uh, I always say when Larry turns 12, we're going to throw him apart. <laughs> he, Wait, like He's really, he's like the human fair after five minutes. <laughs> You're going to feel better about your own family. I promise that. That's funny. That's funny. Hey, now one thing, Hannah, huge Kansas City Royals fan. I'm a huge Kansas City Royals fan. We know your buddies with Ned Yost and have been for a long, long time. Yeah, Ned and I have been buddies for over 20 years. Oh, my gosh. And it started when he was with the Braves. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I'm a big Kansas City Royals fan, too. Ned's farm is right next to my farm, so during the offseason – you know, we just hang out. He just got to come home a little earlier this year than he has the last year. Yeah, he probably, years. normally people are happy to get home. He probably wasn't as thrilled as, <laughs> no, as most of us but, would but be. But, you know, I mean, they had, when Moose got hurt at the at the start of the year, yeah. that, that really hurt them. Yeah, it kind of yeah. kind of set the tone for the rest. That, that's, yeah. that's the great thing. There's always next year, right? Yeah. There is always next year. And we can and always... You know, they, I mean, they still have a, a good nucleus there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Absolutely. And you can do your moose antlers again next year. That's really <laughs> the only reason I love Mike Moustakis, so... Nate, how, how did... I'm going to go back a little bit with you, if you don't mind. How did you get into comedy? Because it's not something that you can... You know, there's no trade schools for being a comedian. How, no, how they're, they're, you know, it's funny, because there... And I say that often. There's... If you want to be an actor, you go to acting school. If you want to be a musician, you go to music school. There is no comedy school. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, when I look back early in life, I would save my allowance and I would buy comedy records. I'd buy Cosby records and Mm -hmm. Rip Wilson and Bob Newhart. I'd memorize them and go to school and do them and was always getting in trouble for it. (laughs) Uh, In fact, the best note I ever got backstage, the first time I played the Fox Theater in Atlanta, somebody brought a note to the dressing room. And it was from my high school principal, and the note said, I can't believe I'm shelling out money to listen to the same kind of crap I used to try to put a stop to. That's great. That's great. Because I was in his office a lot of times with him just staring at me going, what do you think you are, a comedian? <laughs> Actually, Apparently yes. So, Mr. Gibbons, it's on the sign out front. So. Now, you're, you're talking about some of your influence. I've always wondered, because when I was a, a kid, my mom had a book that I just stumbled upon in the bookshelf one day by a guy that named Louis Grizzard. And your comedy and Louis Grizzard, you've always kind of reminded me of him. Was he an influence for you? Oh, sure. Yeah, I think I read everything that, that Lewis ever wrote. You know, and I think that the thing we had in common, I was lucky because as a comedian, really early on, I just kind of learned what worked for me. And that was, I just figured, hey, if I think something or if my wife says something or my family does something, mm-hmm. surely we're not the only ones. And right. so... You know, if you go back and listen to any CD or album or watch any special, it's really kind of a snapshot of what was going on in my life that year. Right, right. Uh, and, and so I just kind of trust that, 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 you know, if I think it, other people think it too. <laughs> and how does it feel to be such a cultural icon that, that things that came from your mind have become a part of people's everyday language uh, uh, around the country, around That's the world? very scary. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell And Hannah will, Hannah will vouch for this probably at least a, once a month. I holler out, Officer Mitchell! Yeah. <laughs> it's... I thought you said you didn't want to come back out here tonight! <laughs> Every time you know, I see a police officer, lines. I scream that. Very few times when I write something does it make me laugh. That made me laugh when I wrote it. I'm like, <laughs> this, this is going to work. But, 
You know, it's like the it's like the redneck jokes. I think I wrote the first one in 1987. I did the first page of day calendar in 1990. <laughs> well, that was 25 years ago. And so for 25 years, I've been going. There can't be 365 more of these, <laughs> and there always are. I mean, it's like the bottomless pit. Well, I have to ask, what was the first redneck joke? The very first one was if your mother keeps a spit cup on the ironing board. <laughs> and I had a friend growing up that his mother was a secret dipper. And so she would watch the Braves and iron, and she would spit in her little oh cup my there gosh. while she was watching the Braves and ironing. That is awesome. That is sick and fantastic, is fantastic. all at the same time. Oh, isn't it? It's both, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, you and Larry, you've known Larry forever, too, right? Maybe not quite. Well, Larry maybe you have. in 1986. Holy smokes. Oh, my smokes. gosh. He was the house MC at a little club in West Palm Beach, Florida. And we just hit it off right off the bat. And so, you know, which is what makes it so fun touring with him. Right. It's, you know, the only bad thing about being a comedian is you're on the road by yourself. And so doing this with him, you're on the road with your best friends. And so, so I'm guessing you guys aren't on a bus with bunk beds or anything like that. No, thank God. <laughs> now, you don't want to be on a bus with Larry. No. Uh, unless the windows can be I was going to say, down. there's a lot of beans. I can beans. promise you that. The, the spit cup on the ironing board would be the least of your problems. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, the fun thing is, like, with this show... Before we did it, I said, you know, the only way I'll do it is we got to go write all new stuff. And we literally went, both of us went back to small comedy clubs with note cards in hand going, is this funny? Is, this is, funny? is that is this scary funny? for you to start over from scratch like that? It is. You know, and I think it's hard for a comedian. It's comedy's the opposite of music in that I tell my music buddies, hey, if you write four or five hits, you play to your 90 because people will come to hear those hits. But right. with comedy, it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. You know, if you do a special or a CD or something, once people have heard it, they're like, okay, what do you got that's new? Exactly. It's, it's not really a greatest hits kind of business. And so, and, and the only way to do it, you can't, you can't do it in big theaters. You have to go back to the, to the small places because mm-hmm. you still never know what, what the audience is going to laugh at and what they're not. Yeah. You got to work and, it out. And you would think after 30 years you would know. But, <laughs> I mean, if I, if I had a stack of cards in my hand and you said pick the four that are going to work the best, I'd be dead wrong on two of them. Yeah. Interesting. But the audience will tell you what's funny because sometimes I think, well, this is just stupid. I throw it out there and people are snotting on themselves. I'm like, well, I didn't see that coming. Now, do you you ever get into a show and something doesn't work and you have to take a different direction and realize, okay, this audience isn't feeling that kind of humor. I'm going to go a different way with it? Or how does it. Oh, sure. Yeah, because, I mean, that's, you know, every night it's a little bit of a dance and that you're trying to figure out, okay, are they older? Are they younger? Is it more couples? Is it more single people? And, And so you're kind of feeling them out, you know, and. But hopefully that is something after all these years. It doesn't take too long. You're like, okay, here's where we're going to go tonight. Sure. Well, awesome. I want to thank you so much for uh, taking a minute to talk to us this morning. Uh, We'll see you at the Bicentennial Center. Jeff Foxworthy, Larry the Cable Guy, the We've Been Thinking Tour, December 9th. Uh, Tickets start at just 33 bucks, and uh, we can't wait. We'll see you December 9th. Yeah, we can't either. It's our last show of the year together. Oh, Oh, awesome. about that.